So what's your aversion to drinking water out of a mug? Don't like other people's mugs, mate. Why is up with this mug? What, is it because you get like, the tea ring? Aye, just because it's especially in places like Starbucks, I'll usually say like, whatever size I'm having, and then if they say sitting, I'll go aye, but can I have a takeaway cup? Uh, so then you know nobody else has used it, so I'm probably just destroying the environment. Just trying to just know you're using mugs. I don't really go to Starbucks. It's still a bit weird, Nicky, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't, like, seeing, like, Katie's sister, I don't have tea or coffee in it, Max, I don't use their mugs. <laughs> what is up with mugs? Like, what is the... Obs- just glasses as well, just see, the, when, just when you look at them, you think how many people You're have used that. I don't, uh, I don't think I ever think that, to no. be honest. But you will now with that mug, but my truffle man mug. But now I'm thinking, who the hell's slopped on this I think mug? how many times, how many things have been in that mug? I wash mugs very well, have you know? Aye, but there's still, you can only wash something so well. I'm infamous for my mug cleaning skills. I don't think Do you have my dog sighing over there in the corner? It's because he doesn't like me. It, he does like you. I don't like him. But it's no mutual. I can't believe you'd say that about my dog. Look at him. He's just sitting there. He's pure tired. He just smells really bad. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually got eight. Your dog is reeking. does not smell bad. That's absolutely ridiculous. I don't believe it. Uh, it feels weird being in the same room. <laughs> Do you know what I found it weird because we recorded the Best of 2018 2019 show and it was when you're talking to each other in your podcast voice in real life for the first time. I don't a have very, a podcast voice. I have a podcast voice. I have a podcast I did the first podcast and then I realised I have a, I to change that. I have a certain way of saying <laughs> things I on the podcast. Uh, you just thought the same. There's like yeah, indents at the end of when but I then, say something. Uh, <laughs> I usually set my pants while I'm doing so, uh, the now. Yeah, no your pants today. No uh, welcome I'm to the. I'm so glad you're here, Nicky. In your pants. <laughs> First Time Films podcast. Uh, we take a film every week that at least one of us has not seen and we talk about it. Uh, just give our opinions and all that shit. And then we talk about other news and stuff as well. I think that's a good description. That's the description, eh? We have no sponsor right now. Uh, but I'd like to give a special <laughs> shout out to I am Daddy's Dino. He's Jackie Daddy's Dino. I've got a lovely. Danny's Diner is an institution of Erskine and they have yet to respond to my Facebook mail. So if we could start the social media campaign, hashtag get Danny's Diner. It's a great place, it's a great place. So we have a we have a Facebook follow us at for like is at First Time Films on there, follow us in the Twitter at First Time Films and Instagram at First Time Films and all. Uh, we have all the social media feeds, we have a lot of polls you can do, like my polls, so that'd be good. We're going to get into this week, this week is on Goodwill Hunting, uh, Jack didn't see this movie, uh, never, seen it. never seen it before, uh, but now has seen it. So Goodwill Hunting is a 1997 film directed by Gus Van Zandt, uh, written by Ben Damon and Matt Affleck. <laughs> Matt, Matt Affleck and oh, fuck's sake. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. It starts those two alongside Robin Williams, Stellan Skarsgård, uh, and Minnie Driver. It's about a boy who's a genius, uh, but he's kind of fucked up in the head, so and then he solves a wee sum and shit, shit happens has a budget of 10 million made 226 million at the box office won two Oscars was nominated for nine one for best supporting actor for Robert Williams and one for best original screenplay for uh, Damon and Affleck it's got 97% Rotten Tomatoes we put a Facebook poll up 100% of you gave a 100% of you gave a thumbs up on Twitter asked what's your favourite Robin Williams movie uh, 57% said mistake for our 23% said Good Will Hunting, which we're talking about today. 10% said Aladdin, 10% said Dead Poets Society. 
Uh, and I think there's a reason um, that we asked that question, what's the best Robin Williams movie? Because even though his character doesn't appear to half an hour in, the most the thing people remember the most uh, about this movie is Robin Williams' performance. Uh, you know, uh, and you watched it for the first time, so was I, that the thing that struck you? Before watching it, I was, I was certain he was the main character. Like, I thought he was the main character just based off of like, all the... Um, all the sort of buzz about his performance in it, so I was yeah. like certain he was going to be like the, the I don't know the tutor or like whatever. So even to see still on Starsguard first, mm-hmm. and like to see him so frequently at the start of the, the start of the movie, yeah, um, which wasn't what I was expecting. And then mm-hmm. obviously finally uh, Robin Williams appears, and I was like, oh, it's happening. As a phenomenon, and I was thinking, yeah, there is a big man. But, it's, um, it's a good introduction in the, the lecture theatre, it's quite funny. Like, but you get that sort of like, it's the duality of the character. He's sort of like, not pathetic, but he, he's not like imposing like physically, but like you're just captivated by him like every time he's on screen. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, you just, I think it's, it's class. And the relationship between him and Matt Damon is basically that's the core of the movie, that's the story when we get into mm-hmm. it. Uh, what did you make of those scenes between the two of them like together? I'm pretty sure that was improvised. Uh, as you can see, the camera shaking. Yeah. See if you watch it closely, you see the camera shaking, so the cameraman's laughing during <laughs> it. Yeah. It's like Matt Damon's actual laugh during it and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, it's good. Like, Robin Williams is obviously just like mm. what you take away from it. Like, Matt Damon's a bit, not like boring, <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, you but, just kind of understand uh, what's happening, but Robin Williams is like, there's kind of layers to him. No, he sort of transcends, like, because. Because it's different from what he usually does. Yeah, and the thing with Robin Williams is you're always going to get that level of improvisation as well. Like the, you ever had a friend like me? The song from Aladdin was basically all improvised. Like there's so many unused sound clips from that song. I've probably seen Aladdin. No, no, I can't even think of it. You've never seen Aladdin? I, I have seen it, but I can't, I can't really totally think like, of anything. Well, basically, he's the genie. Yeah. You're the only one that pure religiously watches Disney movies. I'm a big Disney fan. Big Disney fan. But Robin Williams, like, what I'm saying is like he likes to play around with things. And yeah. then you've got an actor like that. You've got a director like... Uh, you've got... <laughs> Gus Van Zandt's obviously going to put his trust in Robin Williams to like do some shit like that. You know uh, what I mean? And get it right. Uh, uh, just want to capture it on camera. Uh, getting into the story itself, it's a really sad story. Think so. I, I think it's really just a guy that's happy with what he's got. Like, they're the ones that are pure pushing him to do more. Like, see if they're yeah, allowed yeah, from yeah. alone. They'll probably just been fine. They're just like it wouldn't have made the most of himself, but they just weren't these reconstruction job cut about these pals. Yeah. I think that's that's sort of like what the movie's about is sort of like did he really want to stay where he was? You know what I mean? Like, was that what he was wanting, or was it himself that was being held back by all these issues that he uh, had? I can see both sides of it. Like, I, yeah. I know what Nicky's saying because obviously, like. He was quite. He was obviously a genius and enjoying what he was doing. He was enjoying doing the wee sums on the board, like in his spare time. Yeah, well, that was it. And then, then he sang. But uh, like I understand what you're saying. Obviously, like mm-hmm. he, he never truly knows what he wants because he never ever seen. I never. He never opened his eyes up to it. He'd yeah. always just been so closed about everything until obviously um, he starts getting chilled by Sean. Uh-huh. And I think um, that's that's the strength for the script as well because it, it like it's not it doesn't bash you on the head with just like one message, you're right, it's there's a little more nuanced than that. You know what I mean? And I yeah. think when you look at I actually don't know what age those two does the music just stopped or something? Yeah. I, I don't know what age yeah. the, those two were when they still on them. Probably. I don't know what age those two were when they 
uh, actually wrote the script. I know they were fairly young, they were definitely in their twenties, but to have this for like your first screenplay is like unbelievable. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. That's like, unreal. Un- unreal. Like brilliant writing, uh, in in general, but like just mm. to have to have such a good cast for your first. Oh, definitely. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's. Uh, just put it, put it back to the start we're trying to sort the music this week people because people have said about the the shitty background music we normally have so it's kind of like it so you know listen to the one that the other one the music was better but I still kind of missed the other one you missed the other one it's like, I, don't, I don't mind the last one to it's, like a shit, yeah. it's like a shit it's like a shit sofa with on its last legs but you kind of miss it when but it's got, it's got your back change it fine that's the worst obviously better it's better than shit Obviously this was produced by Miramax and it was um absolute boy. Yeah, well it's, it's Harvey Weinstein who was the man behind this movie. You know what I mean? He was the one who took a leap of faith in uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon with this. I don't think script. it was a leap of faith at all. Everyone wanted it. Like, There's a story about have you ever heard the story about what they put into the script? Like see like Everyone wanted the script, so halfway through they put in a bit where Matt Damon like fucks Ben Affleck, just so that like they would know who actually read the script, and then with Miramax were the only ones that were like, "Why is he shagging my wife?" That's why they went for him. So we're like, "Well, they obviously care." They obviously, yeah, they've actually read. They've took the time to actually read things. Why is he shagging? No, but it's a leap of faith in the sense that it's a pure like slice to own situation. Like when he sold Rocky and he got to play Rocky. Like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck have wrote their script and been like, yeah, we, we want two of the most prominent roles in the movie also if we're going right. to do it. You know what I mean? So it's like a really smart idea because without that, who knows if we'd ever even heard of them. You know what I mean? Right. Probably wouldn't have. Like it's completely... No, because they've been working in Hollywood at the time. Yeah. I'm just disagreeing with everything you yeah, say here, yeah, but, but they no, were no, at the no, time. It wasn't like they were, just came in and done something. But not at the same extent. This launched them into the stratosphere. And I think this, what, you were telling me something that like Matt Damon said he was happy to get the Oscar win early in his career. I think it was you. I had this because nah, I don't talk about awards. I can't remember who I was talking to. That he said Matt Damon was quoted in saying in an interview he was happy to get that Oscar win early in his career because it means he wasn't like. Obviously, when you're getting at the football, uh, you want to win the Champions League. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, it, you shouldn't that, get into uh, acting to win an Oscar, but you know what I mean. Like, it'd be nice to do it. And ben, Matt Damon was saying because he got that Oscar win right at the start, it freed him up uh, and what feel, he wanted to do. He could make yeah. classics like We Bought a Zoo. You know what I mean? He could go on to do like good things. <laughs> How come he hasn't done a lot of writing after that? Because he's, he's fine. <laughs> like he's at his career is absolutely. Do something brilliant. I'm fine. Aye, I mean if that's his, if that's his potential, like to write something like Goodwill Hunting, then you. How do you talk? Think, how do you talk Goodwill Hunting? It's not about you, top. Yeah, it's not top. That's what I was gonna say. It's no. It's not about top. That it's no. It's just like something. putting out good content. I, f- I agree, but I think yeah. I think they saw door signs after that though, because like how long yeah. after Goodwill Hunting was? Did he produce uh, Martian or anything like that? Did he do it in, in, in Martian? Yeah. I don't. I've not seen Martian. No, no. no I quite liked it. I quite liked it. It was, I mean, a lot later. Well, that was probably was a lot later. And I still, although that's a problem for me, it was just like that was his last probably major performance. Well, well, I think we're doing it on this podcast at some point. I've seen the first half an hour. I've seen up to like see when they go on that hanging and the years go by. What and then I'll say, like, aye, aye. I've seen that, and then I was like, this is a bit fucked up. No, <laughs> we'll no, go no, back, back to Good Will Hunting for now, and we'll talk about it in a couple of weeks. But one of the key things about the script is we're talking in the Guardians of the Galaxy episode about trying to juggle like a massive cast of characters and making sure they all get the decent amount of screen time and right, stuff yeah. like that and it's like, extremely well done in this film because you've got I'd probably argue five main characters you've got uh, Goodwill Hunting uh, you've got it's called Bill Hunting yeah, <laughs> Goodwill Hunting you've got uh, Chuck you've got uh, Jerry Lambeau the professor then you've got Sean Maguire 
who's the therapist, and then you've got Jane from Tarzan. Uh, I forget her character's Mary name. Skyler. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and all of them Very get well. all of them get. Do you know the one thing that annoyed me about her because I actually quite like her in the movie. It's just whenever I heard her, like I was just like, no, 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 Jane. Like I just yeah, heard her, like we've her voice. You know she's that. not actually Jane to Tarzan, don't you? Yeah, as an actor. Yeah, <laughs> I'm talking about the voice. She's, she's not actually up in the jungle or anything. Um, <laughs> but which of the the smaller performances would you say were your favourite in the movie? I really like Ben Affleck in it. Like I, I wasn't expecting to like him. I, I, I don't even know what I've seen him in. I, I think his best performance that I've seen is is maybe the town. I really like the town. Um, he directed the town. Uh, yeah. That's one of those. That's another like kind of Boston, like homegrown movie that he obviously quite loves, enjoys doing. He loves Boston. Uh, he, he really yeah. enjoys doing that, doesn't he? So I don't know. I, I thought it was brilliant as a kind of young actor. Like, first time I've seen him like baby face like that, and yeah. you know what I mean, like yeah. fresh off the. Yeah, because now everyone's looking at him and he's like the pure old grizzled Batman. It's weird yeah, to see like, how he's yeah, kind you know I mean? of like action film, like big kind of yeah. muscly guy. And that when, when he's there, he's he don't really dress as well because it's the nineties and mm-hmm. it just looks cool and. You know, he's a kind of... Best pound for pound performance I've seen in yeah. think. <laughs> like, in terms of, like, he has, like, no screen time, but every time he he's makes on screen... It, aye. See, see me does the, the interview for, for Will and that, yeah. you know, and, and just... You can tell that scene's purely... Yeah, because you forget how charismatic... You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not even necessary at all to anything, but, like, it, it does a lot for his character just in that moment. You just so forget how charismatic he is, uh, you know, because people actually look at him and it's like... Not boring Ben Affleck, but have you seen the pure depressed Ben Affleck meme that went around? It was like right. when Batman vs Superman came out and it did terribly, and he's in the interview and he's just staring off into the distance. It's like sound of silence has been played over it and shit. Like people just <laughs> think of him as this miserable guy, uh, yeah. and he's actually to that, he's, <laughs> he's no, but he has he has all that charisma, and I love that scene at the end uh, between him and Will. It's by far my favorite scene in the movie uh, when they're at the car. With each other, and he's basically, he's telling them the the happiest part of my day. Oh, when they're the, the two seconds, but climbing the stairs, and I hope they're gonna be gone. And obviously, we get into the end, and that happens at the end, and that's like it's a moment of like sort of finality for uh, Chucky, who's a character, and it's like just really cool how they can take so like what is a smaller role in the movie and give it like a full fledged character arc. You know, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's so good. Even we see that's what I'm saying. Like with the scenes with um him in the interview and. Even when he's telling the story and that as well, like, as yeah. you say, like even though he's such a, mi- a minor character and doesn't really do anything for the the story, like he's not he's not actually influencing the story at all, influencing what Will does. Yeah, he's um, just sort of he's, he's just the, there. He's to, there. He's like the past life that Will's Will sort of struggling with that he wants to escape from. I tell you that would happen. I tell you. Yeah, Dog yeah. barking. What did Doug? I tell you that. Put you put the. Where you go? I don't know. Where you go? Okay. Shut it as well. so, <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> 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 well. Jesus Christ. Uh, so Nikki Jerry Lambo, played by Stellan Skarsgård. Uh, what's his scarf about? <laughs> I quite like the scarf. I don't understand why he wears the same scarf every day. Like it just has it there like fashion, mate. You wouldn't understand. I think, <laughs> I think he's just a very probably a very expensive just, scarf. I, I really it just annoyed Cashmere. me that like the Cashmere. fact that he always was wearing the scarf. Do you know what I mean? Like I was looking at it going I like, strange that he's wearing a scarf. I was thinking like, granted he can wear it one day. <laughs> he can only wear it one day and that's it. I but, like, liked him, just because he had it the whole time and yeah. he was good. 
Is he the villain of the movie? Aye. Is that dick? <laughs> Do we need to have a villain though? Is he a villain? It's well, not a villain type movie. I don't think it's oh, that's But he, he, I'd say he's he wants most... what he thinks is best. Yeah. Well, well, that's the best villains though. They're the most he justified he in used, what they're doing. Uh, Jerry Lambo used his potential when he was Will's age and he wants yeah. to, you know, he just wants to kind of implement that. But he's probably got more than he's they had out of it, whereas Will's getting nothing out of it and he's got a lot more than he does. But that, that's just the sort of sad thing about Jenny Lambo is like he sees, like, and I love the relationship between him and Sean McGuire, uh, the old school friends. Like, Jenny has all the success acad- academically, but his personal life is lacking, and Sean, he found that true love. He, he had to go and see about a girl and he got her. You know, and I thought it was so nice. It's quite nice to do, to be fair. Yeah. And he goes, that's my line. And that's improvised. That's that's that he stole my line. That's improvised. You can tell when Rob Williams is improvised. Rob Williams, to me, seems like he's improvised in anything. It's one of the actors you just wish we could have got more from. You know what I mean? Like, so, obviously, it's stuff, but he's done so much. I was going to say, there's actually loads that he's in that I haven't seen. So, more a case of me watching Have you seen him? Oh, if you're going off now, have you seen him talking about golf? Uh, so, uh, the interviews uh, about him talking about the invention of golf is hilarious. Uh, like, he, he does a decent Scottish accent, and that better than his Mrs. Outfire one, anyway, I think. Because Mrs. Outfire Scottish accent isn't like that great. But the, 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 the only bit I remember of Mrs. Outfire is the passion scene. Nah, the bit, <laughs> the bit I remember from Mrs. Outfire is the, 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 the oh, pie in the face, and he's trying Can to, like, he, he's, all his stuff's coming on in the kitchen when someone's doing a visit, and he's like, hello! <laughs> it's, it's funny. Anyway. Oh, hello, dear. <laughs> hello, dear. Um, let's try and get into some of the other parts about this movie. Obviously, it was directed by Gus Van Zandt. Uh, I've not seen much of the other stuff he's done. Uh, I wouldn't uh, know who he was unless you said his name. He made yeah. milk. Sean, Sean Penn. Yeah. What's his name again? Uh, Sean Penn. <laughs> Sean Tom, Penn, James Franco, Tom late Daly's, gay politician. Tom Daly's husband wrote that movie. Did he? Don't know his name. Tom Daly's husband? Yeah, Tom oh. the Diver. Yeah. Uh, it's quite good, yeah, you should watch it. Milk, you see. Uh, it's like Sean Penn's like a politician and James Franco's his boyfriend or something. I can't remember is what it's good. Is Hoffman in that movie? Kind of. I like Philip Seymour Hoffman. But I remember, I think he was nominated this well, year. Like like I think when I'm older, I'm going to age like Philip Seymour Hoffman. It's going to be... Nah, yes, I like it. Uh, the thing is, with, the thing is with, with Gus Van Zandt, the year after this, he went in, He made a really strange decision. He basically he went and made a shot-for-shot remake of Psycho. Uh, the year after this came out, which is a strange decision, and they got panned critically. Like it was one of the most hated movies of nineteen ninety eight. Because uh, when you cast Vince Vaughn as Norman Bates, that's kind of what's going to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I don't. I didn't even know that happened. Yeah, it's uh, people just like to forget, is it? I think, but I think Gus Van Zandt overall does a good job of directing the movie. Uh, there are a couple of things <clears> like. There was a scene where Minnie Driver and Matt Damon they're talking to each other, and all we were seeing was Matt Damon over her shoulder. We weren't getting the reverse shot, and I wish we got the reverse shot a lot more. It's it's minor things like that, like sort of like small decisions that we just right. kept like disagreeing with. And when you notice it, like when we do this, obviously going up to it with a critical eye because we're going to be talking about the movies. But I'm no pure. Oh, the dog's back. Hi, Harley. You better no bark. <laughs> but I'm no I'm no going into it being hypercritical so when I notice d- uh, stuff like that uh, that, that annoys me uh, to an extent no, normally like, I mean I'm, I'm no director I'm no I don't pretend to be like clued up in filmmaker yeah. or anything like that but I think you know I'll go into it a critical eye but with this movie like, I don't think I've ever like, criticised anything in, yeah. from a cinematic point of view I never, yeah. I never, I never, I never like, you know stopped and went 
I didn't like that about the, the way it was shot or I didn't like that whereas like I have done that with other movies even though as I'm saying even mm-hmm. though I'm not that's not my my forty. Yeah. Um, but the only the, the other thing I didn't I, like was the pure. Like because I was just enjoying it so much though, I couldn't like. I was I wasn't bothered about like how it was directed. Like, You're forgiving all these you know, things. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's maybe subconsciously, uh, exactly. Yeah. I'm just kind of looking past like whatever I don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I'm kind of like I've said like I don't think any movie is perfect. Even if you were to give a movie a ten out of ten, like, you're sort of you're forgiving flaws. It's a sort of it's a very personal thing. Uh, Nikki, what did you think of the score? Because I'm obviously it's playing in the background right now. Sorry, eh? I don't really think about stuff. I've said this before. Like you just think about how things are made a lot more now. I just watch it. No, but it's, it's that annoying fucking pickle. I'm not gonna lie. I, I don't like it now that I'm listening to it isolated. Like yeah, obviously when you're, watch, like, obviously when you're watching the movie, like you're mm-hmm. kind of. You know, I mean, it's obviously as as you say, it's atmospheric. So like, whatever's mm-hmm. happening on the screen, you're just taking for granted. Like the, the music's kind of going along with. Yeah. Now that I think about it, it doesn't really fit anything. It doesn't no, really no. match anything. It does like that, that's what annoys me about. When I'm listening to it isolated, it sounds like uh, it's Danny, Danny, like a, a medieval village or something. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, it? it would take. I wouldn't be at a place in Braveheart. That's yeah, what I'd think yeah, about it. I wouldn't actually. Yeah, yeah, like that's that's what annoys me about it. It just doesn't seem to match the movie. Yeah. Uh, overall, though, uh, I think we'll just get into our final thoughts here, and I'm, I'll take yeah. the floor first with it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give the movie a ten. <laughs> out of fucking I'm going to give the movie a ten out of ten here. Uh, I think it's probably the most perfect script that I've ever read, uh, and I've said like just because of the pacing of it, how they use characters, because it's it's Will's movie. And obviously we get that moment of resolution with him and Sean at the end that it's not your fault scene, which is that that's the final battle of the movie. That's the, that's the conflict. The whole movie's been about breaking Will down and getting him to just trust someone and change his, his own mental state. That's what the entire movie's about. Mm-hmm. And we finally get that. It's beautiful. You know what I mean? So it's Will's movie, but it's the, it's the cast around him. It's the supporting characters. And every one of them gets the chance to be fleshed out. And for me, watching a movie... I want a world that feels sort of lived in. I want a world where I'm getting that depth in characters. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when I get it to this extent and done this well, like instantly it's going to give them a <coughs> prop for me. And I'd say it's probably in my top 10 of all time. And I didn't, yeah. I don't think I realised it until I did the rewatch for this week, uh, how much I <coughs> love this movie. Um, and definitely one of the best movies that I've ever seen in my lifetime. Yeah. Who wants to go next? Wow. I'll give it a 10 no, as well. Just this, yeah. just... Same again. I agree. It's quite enjoyable. It's a good movie. Uh, it's a good movie. I've always loved it. I've yeah. shown loads of people, told loads of people to watch it and stuff like that. I just think it's mm-hmm. highly enjoyable. Highly enjoyable? Nah, just like, I'm not going to lie, I, I, didn't, I didn't watch it again. I watched like half of it, but I was watching it and I was like, I know everything that happens. How like, many times have you see, seen it before? Six or seven. Enough, yeah. Like, you kept telling me to watch it, and when I say I watched half, I've just lied again. I watched ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just. And then watched the we talk about it in the second part. Yeah, fair, um, enough, fair enough. But I said to you when we were at our football thing, I was like, I'm not watching it because I've seen it hundreds of times. Like, I I've think, done a wee quiz on it just to make sure. I've done a quiz, so I was like, I got him alright, and I was like, well, whatever they ask me, I'm think, I think sometimes you just do things out of stubbornness, though. I, I do things to just annoy you. I, if I hadn't so told you to rewatch it, I bet in your own time that you He told me like five times and I was like, no, what, fuck him. Because <laughs> you need to tell just someone to prove a point. Times, because like, I've watched stuff like twice before, took Hunters and Oats, and then all we do is go, I liked it. That's actually just a damning ending of what this podcast is. I'm just saying, because we don't have like... You never say you like something. 
I listened to one back. Yeah. With Katie, and I was like, I'm not as fucking negative as these make me out to be. <laughs> Scott said they're the answer. Scott was like, I don't think you're that negative. I think it was because Sned was on. Sned was on. It's just so positive. <laughs> you, <laughs> uh, you need to kind of bring him in. in. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll get a 9 out of 10. A 9 out of 10? Uh, only because, as I'm saying, I, I think even though you said 10 out of 10 doesn't mean it's perfect for me, like 10 out of 10 is like. So you're not handing out in your I'm not just not a 10 yet, no, it's no. Not, I'm not ready for it yet. Fair enough. A 9, a nine is, is right. where it is. Well, when well, you give a 10, you'll interstellar will be a 10 out of 10. No uh, doubt about it. Yeah. Spoilers. Only because I fucking love no I'm afraid of interstellar, by the way, I'll say this now. I'm afraid that I won't like what's, it. Oh, you've not seen it? Nah. Oh, I thought you had seen it. Nah, what, sorry to spoil the next one, but what's the next one? You're afraid you won't like it? Well, mate, you maybe won't like it, to be honest. And I won't... Yeah. It, won't be, it won't be like you with the conjuring when you were sitting there like greeting because we didn't no, say it was amazing. I can, like, no, I, like, I don't say that. Your voice is pure breaking like, another. I'm usually, I'm usually so against like yeah. spacey movies. Like, I don't know. I like, love this, space movies. I, I don't know. What, well, I like you, space you, I think you love it then, to be honest. I was enjoying yeah, it. I just uh, stopped watching it. I just, right. Something about it isn't it? It's just not my, my cup of tea really normally. Yeah. But um, I don't I just the way it's made, the way it's written, the way it's directed, the fucking the story behind it, the plot. And ourselves yeah. no next week. Next week we're doing Is it? The Shining. Oh, I, oh yes. Shining is so good, mate. Well, so wait, you've not seen The Shining? I've never seen The Shining. Oh, I've seen, Have you not? I've seen 20 minutes you know of it. Of it uh, I've got it on DVD. I watched it. Uh, yeah, I still need to be unprofessional, mate. I'm not going to watch it again, mate. Keep it. And my laptop. Keep it. The police go in your house, you'll be fucked. Only kidding. Only kidding. Jesus Christ. Anyone's listening. Only kidding. Actually, one more point of business just before we wrap up. Um... Because that relates to wider issues, and obviously there's a lot of movements going on in film right now. Um, we brought up how this movie was produced by Harvey Weinstein. Mm. Should well, another Me Too movement again? Should in hindsight, <laughs> we because obviously when we watch this movie on Netflix, it gets the numbers and it gets up and it's making. It's the mate. Movie. You can't punish but, artists because of that. Like, yeah, because obviously like a life's work for them. Yeah, because obviously he's not the only one working in the movie, but it's like where do you draw the line? And we might come back to. That's exactly where you draw the line. Right, it's, it's, I don't think it, it doesn't. I think Goodwill doesn't represent like Weinstein, mm-hmm. like in the forefront. I think. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah, it, I it represents that. its own movie. It's got a really well written screenplay. It's well directed and it's a good movie I don't think, it, I don't think it's I think people can just do what they want like right. some people were getting angry when was it Natalie Portman or something or Keira Knightley said that she wasn't showing her kids Disney movies because they're sexist fair enough see if you don't want to show them don't show them right, like, if, you, right. if you want to still watch them watch them just do whatever you want but to me I'm, I'm thinking to myself don't come out in public to, to cause like to cause a bad uproar or co- to <laughs> cause controversy so that somebody fucking says something against it. Do you know what I mean? She she's an actor and she knows it's in the public eye. If she doesn't watch she was Disney movies to her kids, just don't do it. I've only don't recently stopped watching them. Look, I'm not going to say it because Disney movies are sexist and that's you then then got a point to. They're saying, quite do you know sexist, but like, no, they are. Well, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with what she's saying. I'm just disagreeing with like you obviously know that what you say is going to be is going to have a is going to have. What do you call it like fucking implications consu- uh, consequences on like how people but perceive they get asked that about they're still yeah they, they get in, 
you forget how much these how people get interviewed. And oh, of course. Like, well, if it's if it's an interview and yeah. and somebody goes to think that this movie's a sex. No, but like oh, yes you, you for, no. if they don't, fair enough. if they don't like but, show themselves, you get like a pure Victoria Beckham reputation of being like pure, like unavailable. Do you know what was like? Shit like that. Like, kind of unrelated, but just because you mentioned Keira Knightley, right? So Keira Knightley's got a new movie coming out. What's it called again? I hate Keira Knightley. Colette. Right. <laughs> I she's in Colette, and it was like Keira Knightley, as you've never seen her before, and I was like, what? She it's always she always plays an empowered female character in the fucking Victorian times or something. All she plays is that person. It was like it was I've not watched the interview for says that doesn't think I'm I'm not gonna lie, but I just seen somebody saying about it. It was like I no, fuck no, it, no, she just doesn't get about it. Well, it's a whole thing. Disney movies are not in pure exposed Disney, but Disney movies are really like low key fucked up. Like, there's really there's loads and loads of like layers that you could probably expose. <laughs> Be a man. We can't say it, and we're a fucking all male podcast uh, preaching uh, equality. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. It's very true. Well, on that bombshell, uh, we're going to leave oh, the shut discussion. Up, I fucking hate Tom Gale for quoting racists in the podcast. <laughs> We're gonna leave this part. <laughs> yeah, just gonna go right by that, like a Jeremy fun. Clarkson in a zooming car. Um, we're gonna leave Goodwill Hunting behind, and part two will be discussing uh, Bandershape, uh, the Golden Globes. That's the worst bit. Of pa- that's the day the part of died. Aye. Dave Batista. All right. The name's Bandershape. <laughs> Okay, and we're back with First Time Films, the podcast. This should be fun. The podcast. The podcast. <laughs> first Time Films, the movie. <laughs> um, we're here. We're talking. Uh, we're talking shit. Yeah, just at the start of part two, wanted to announce this on Facebook the other day, but we do have a second show that will be coming out in the next couple of months. Uh, obviously, Game of Thrones is back uh, for its final season. Uh, and with that in mind, we will be launching First Time Thrones, uh, which is a show where we'll be reviewing every Game of Thrones episode as it comes out in the final season. Uh, looking forward to it. It should be good. I'm not involved in that. You're not on the show because <laughs> you don't like Game of Thrones, nor have you watched it. I don't Thrones. not like it. I've just not no, watched I was going to say, I've watched it. You would like it. You absolutely, I know for a fact you'd absolutely like it. I would love it. It's just too late now. I just can't. My attention just will not allow it. I want to announce that the cast of the show, well, Jack, you will be hosting it. You will be like taking the hosting seat for that show yeah, um, I'll be on the show as well with Sweeney Connor Sweeney will be on it Chrissy Ferguson will be on it and Joe Thomas so is this getting put in hold on that no 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 absolutely not I'm getting pure bunged up man. See, you're, the, you're, you're the voice of the people answers. these are the questions that people are uh, asking no this will be other questions why is it so shite this will be this will be running I'll not be listening this will be running at the same time I said I'll not be paying for headphones <laughs> It'll be running at the same time. First time films and first time Thrones. Uh, well, Game of Thrones won't be on. It'll just be a busy period, but we'll be running at the same time uh, currently. Um, it just depends. You might have to take over the ship for a few weeks with other people. If like, one of us, <laughs> if one of us can't make, well, a I'm going to be and you could host it's potential. Uh, well, we want to discuss something else. Obviously, people have risen. In March, we're going to have our big pitch battle event. Uh, it's the stuff we've been doing, the debates in the shows we've been Can doing in the second half. <laughs> and the second half of some of the shows we've been doing debates. Uh-huh. Uh, we're going to have a big competition. So basically, we're going to have three first round matches. The winner of those three matches will go into a final match, and the winner will be crowned our first pitch battle champion. Uh, one of the matches for that show has already been announced. It will be Jack Higgins sitting here next to me versus Conor McCann versus Ian Shearer. 
Uh, which What's the stipulations? Like, you can never get easier draws. You get to pick the questions. However, one of the questions will be a totally new concept, so it'll be like something really vague, like pitch a movie about a pen. One of them will be a sequel or reboot. Of so, the pen. So I get to choose. Yeah. And <laughs> pen franchise. <laughs> and the other will be to do with an actor or director, or it'll be like pitch the next movie by Christopher Nolan, starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson, or something like that. You know what I mean? So that will be the I'm few questions. Horrendous. Yes, and then the final match will be entirely up to you because you are the chief judge, as well. Right, so, so all I need to think about <coughs> is the first one so far. What? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I'm a mechanic, and the, I just need to think of just a random pitch. The other match oh. will be me, and a rematch against Luke McLaughlin <laughs> and an unknown competitor. Luke wins, that, that you can't just decide <laughs> that. That's <laughs> just completely impartial. Never let Luke win. And then Big Ed was f- class when he was doing it as well. So he'll be in the last qualifying match against two people who are as of yet undecided. Wonder um, if Luke still as much of a fan that he's been on it. If he's just yeah. it. <laughs> he feels part of it. I hope he is, man, because like to be honest, I can't wait to kick his ass at the pitch battle for the competition. It should be absolutely. Yeah, I've had a bit of jip about that fucking pitness one. Somebody else said about the other day, and I was like, "Fuck off!" I know. Because Howard the Duck was by far the best choice that day. No. Anyway, I want to move on. Look back at it. I want to move on. A what's up? Because we're talking about Game of Thrones. Uh, that will gives us to our first news story this week. I don't even know if you saw this. They announced no. the prequel. No. They've announced the well, cast of the prequel of series of Game of Thrones. The prequel series of Game of Thrones. And <sighs> uh, Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts will be leading out the cast. <laughs> Uh, it's set about a thousand years Sorry. before. Uh, so Naomi Watts is a in it. A thousand years before. About a thousand years before. Okay. Naomi Naomi Watts is in it. Um, a couple of the people from Fantastic Beasts are in it, but like not major characters, so I don't remember who they are. And the youngest one in the Narnia movies, the wee ginger lassie, she's also in it as well. So nice. that's about that. How do you feel about the Game of Thrones prequel? Huh? I'm, yeah. I'm I honestly cannot yeah. wait. That's obviously. <laughs> I was going to come to you. That's obviously the first I've heard it, but that sounds class to be yeah. fair. A thousand years is a, an interesting mm-hmm. amount of time. No, we've <laughs> we've <laughs> kind of been wishing. In general. I hate to bring it back to Star Wars all the time, but I kind of wish they'd do something like similar to Star Wars. It's like. The prequels. No, but that's like not too distant past. Like, to me, you take it completely out, like Old Republic time, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of what they're doing with Game of Thrones here. Uh, you know I mean, they're taking it away so you're not affecting the sort of lore that we already know. I was going to say it would be more to do with like, the, the mythology behind like the, the realm. Do you about the invention of the White Walkers ah, probably around that, that time. That and sort of stuff, exactly. It'll be good. It'll be good. <laughs> what, what, what are you so raging about? Do you I'm just not raging. Do you just hate prequels and shit like that? Or? I like prequels, mate. I'm a fan of the I love prequels. Star Wars I love prequels just because they came at me were young. And yeah. I know now that they're shite. I still love them. Uh, I'm, I went into, well, McCann, we're doing a Star Wars show and me, uh, we're watching the first Star Wars because McCann's never seen it. Well, McCann's oh, never seen it, so we're doing the original Star Wars. What's the point, mate? He's not going to like it. The original Star Wars. Hi, has he seen Rogue One? I want to see Rogue One. He's, he's seen Rogue One. definitely seen a Phantom Menace. Yeah. That's <laughs> loved it. <laughs> I don't see the problem with Phantom Menace. Everyone goes on about Phantom Menace as if like, it's the worst thing that's ever been made, but I, I don't like it at all. It's actually one of my favourites as we. The politics I love of the original. I know people are not annoyed and think Jar Jar Binks is fucking shite and that. Really, and really, racist. <laughs> no, but it's not even. I don't think he's the problem. Racist. I just think it's the. People think it's racist, like it's depicting a black slave, the way he gets treated and stuff like that. 
Really? Aye, there's a fear. People who probably look far too into things. Like, <laughs> he's a fucking fucking. Do you know Michael Jackson? Like how he talks and stuff. Like Michael that. Jackson wanted to play. Ask George Lucas if he could play him. George Lucas said no. No, you're a pedo. Imagine Jar Jar Binks with Michael Jackson's voice. That'd be hilarious. Oh my god. Hey. That'd be terrifying. That was probably the worst Aye. Michael. You're the you worst. Just, worst. Just, Actually, he's just made a half horse attempt. Yeah, that's what he done the Christopher yeah. Walken one. He just went, hey. That was it. I was like, that. Does he sound like Christopher Walken? Probably the easiest impression today. Golden Globes. Golden Globes were last week. Oh, um, getting, we're getting into awards time, we're getting into Oscar time oh, and all that. Glorious. Absolutely love it. Uh, we're going to run through some of the winners here because I don't know, actually know how many of you saw. But I don't know any. Well, I don't know Bohemian Best drama was Bohemian Rhapsody, best comedy or musical was Green Book. Rami Malek won for best actor in a drama. Christian Bale won for best actor in a comedy or musical again, that, for him. Vice. Uh, he played Dick Cheney. Have you seen him? Oh no, it's I, mental, well, I've, seen the, I've seen the trailer on that actually. He's, really he's massive. I didn't even know it was out yet. I thought it was new. It's not out here, but it's out over there. Yeah, There's loads of things coming out of there. I'm going to send one more actually. actually see Stan and Ollie. Stan and Ollie's apparently really good. He got nominated right. for some bastards. I love Bill um, Olivia Coleman uh, won for the favourite. Uh, and Glenn Close I've seen her like getting pure success now because I've watched her for years and like Peep Show and Mitchell Webber now she's like well, I wanted to get into this like, she was just a UK now she's just I've seen Broadchurch man she was amazing was the she? thing is you never want to read too much into the Globes because the Golden Globes are a completely different voting body uh, uh, to the rest of the award shows like this is the Hollywood Foreign Press Association so it's like critics and writers and stuff like that who do it when you get into the Oscars and the SAG Awards and all that and BAFTAs um, it's in- industry insiders who are doing it so members of the academy so it's like getting voted for by your peers you know what I mean but what I will say is the fact a star is born only won the best original song is the best thing that can happen for its chances at the Oscars because we saw with La La Land a couple of years ago and uh, Jess Snyder brought up this point in Collider uh, they have a show called uh, for, for Your Consideration Um how a couple of years ago La La Land was such a strong favourite that it turned people against it so it didn't get the votes um, but the fact that the star is born are you two alright? Uh, just yeah. to fix the music the, music just... the fact the star is born like lost at the Golden Globes when it was so heavily tipped to win it I think it's going to tip the side back will, in its direction it'll be better for it I think it's the opposite for Bohemian Rhapsody really? I think is, and it, is I'm the actually, Golden Globes no usually like a I know, I know you're saying it's no as as closely related, but I always, I always thought that the the Golden Globes was a strong indicator for like. It's not Oscars. the strong. It's not the strongest indicator. The BAFTA nominations were pretty. Not, not the strongest, but just just in general, like, I thought usually when there's obviously so much like, surrounding one movie or like a few movies. I'll you, tell you this. You can be in Rhapsody. Be in Rhapsody has no chance of winning Best Picture at the Oscars. Zero. Like it critically panned, and the fact is that I actually think winning at the Golden Globes hurt his chances because now people are having the discussion about Brian Singer, because basically in Rami Malek's speech and the speech from the producers for the Best Picture win, none of them gave a shout out to Brian Singer, who's the credited director in the movie. Because of fucking. Well, he's a pedo, and uh, it left the production at a stage where. Basically, the DGA said in their rule book he has to be credited as director, but it's actually the guy, I've forgotten his name, but he's directed the uh, Rocket Man, which is the Elton John biopic. He came on uh, to basically finish the film. No. You know? Um, 
so now everyone's talking about that controversy. There was a, I can't remember the name of the actress in Westworld, uh, came out on Twitter and she was like so heavily against the Which facts. one in Westworld? The blonde one, I think. The Yeah. She came out and she was so heavily against the fact that they'd awarded Bohemian Rhapsody as best film. Why? Because uh, Brian Singer's still getting a trophy. Uh, Gets that mail to him. You know what I mean, uh, um, and it's it's kind of like what we're talking. It's kind of what we're talking about. I think Bohemian Rhapsody overall is a really good movie. You know what I mean. I think uh, Rami Malek should be rewarded for his performance, but it's like where do you draw that line? Is the question of it. You know what I mean, and it's I I think I don't have all the answers to the questions. You know I mean? <laughs> don't you don't have all yeah. the answers? <laughs> but I do think that it hurts Bohemian Rhapsody's chances of going into Oscar season. Well, but shouldn't they let a pedo take the fucking helmet? Yeah, that, but it's we, their own fault. But here's what's exciting: the most exciting thing. Fire, you get burnt. Most you? exciting thing to come out of the Golden Globes is is clear that there's normally it's like one or two. It's like a two horse race for best picture or anything like that. It's easily like a four or five horse race. For all of the major awards right now, even Best Actress, you've got oh, Glenn Close. I'm so interested. Uh, Olivia Colman. <laughs> no, but Olivia I'm Cole. just so interested. Why do you? You're the, you're the only person I hear talking about Oscar buzz. You say I never see anything about it. It's just you talking yeah, about I, awards. I actually love the Oscars. We don't really hear about me. Type in, who are in, the movies, type in at one point them. Jerry Seinfeld awards and just watch him talk about awards and you'll just realise how stupid it all is. No, but it's, it's him going, who gives a fuck? The thing <laughs> about the award season is who honestly shit. cares. Hey, generates interest and it generates money for these smaller pictures that um, we wouldn't normally see and people wouldn't know about something like um, The Favourite with Olivia Coleman if it wasn't for the fact that we was getting nominated for BAFTAs you know what I mean and no one would fucking see it uh, and that's how cinema dies you know what I mean it's a good way to keep nah, it's the, not, cinema's not kept alive by awards the Oscars. no but it's a good way of generating advertising you know what uh, I mean it's a good way of generating word of mouth I, I agree with you I think I quite like it to be honest I like the idea of it Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm kind of in between both of you. I, I wouldn't really keep up to date with it. But then I, I you wouldn't would put a Ladbrokes bet on it? No, I wouldn't. I, wouldn't I, might, not, I might know this year, man. I know one day you always lose. Like, I'm betting in the Royal Rumble. I'd quite like to know who, who's won because like, it's. It a, in the, the grand scheme of things, it's a bit of a competition. Like, you're obviously you're yeah. putting out a movie to, to make it the best movie you can that year. Mm-hmm. Like, you want it to be the best. I don't think no, arts like that. I don't, I, I don't I, I know, but you. I'm not saying you want it to win. I'm not saying that you're doing it to win something. I'm just saying you're doing it because you want to put it the best what you it's can. It's still a modified industry you know I mean? film. Do you know what I mean? You need, you need to accept it. It's art to an extent, but it's also a business at the same time. So is art. Art goes for millions. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's the, it's the, double, a, it's the double-edged sword of it. You uh, know what I mean? Exactly. So, um, I want to see Lady Gaga cry, though, so Star is Born loses again, because that'd be hilarious. She cried. She was pure. Off. Like, when Bohemian Rhapsody won Best Picture, she was very, very upset. Why? Yeah. Why? Get up, oh. Because she when there's a hundred people in a room and ninety nine of them don't believe when you all it takes is one and that one was Bradley Cooper, you know what I mean? So that's all we need to. Uh Bandersnatch was a <laughs> a <laughs> movie. <laughs> what is it? Is that a movie? I don't I, don't, I don't I wouldn't say it's a movie. I, I, I enjoyed it. I would have enjoyed it, but it's, I would, movie. it's a game. I wouldn't yeah, to me it's like a game. It's like a, I thought, I a think really boring game, really. <laughs> yeah, I think it's brilliant. But see, it's interesting as See during that I was like, This is annoying so I kept going back. But I've not seen anything that's made people talk as much as that. Like see all the memes you were seeing on Twitter and that. Uh, Just all the funny things, everyone's saying, Oh, what did you get and stuff like that? Like there's nothing else uh, that can make you talk that much. I'd argue that Bird Box got as much buzz. Nah, but you can't talk about it as much. You can just go, did you like it? Aye or no? Nah. And then uh, that's about it. But Bandersnatch, you go, did you get a bit where he jumped off the hang and stuff like that? And uh, 
funny. I made the most horrific choices. Aye, no, but it's funny because I, like, for I, I thought I thought the, I thought the thing forced you. I thought Bandersnatch forced you to basically play out every. Well, I think it probably does if you if you can yeah. have the time to sit down and do it all. Then fair enough, which is I think what I done anyway. But when we spoke about it, it was a quite an in-depth conversation. You do this, you do that, and the same thing. But I spoke to you about it, Truffles. Like, yeah. you're like, uh, no, I just smashed the computer and that was it, game over, I just turned it off. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I got it. I know, I did, man, I shouted at the dad, took the drugs, got the boy to kill himself. Nah, nah, I got to the bit where the boy killed himself, but then he gave me a chance to smash the computer after that, and I was like, this seems like a way out here, so I smashed the computer. That's like the first turning point, apparently. I never smashed it, I think I threw a T over it or whatever, so that's it. I done that. I was pure giggling away to myself with the kill dad, but just kept mumbling to myself, kill Jester. <laughs> What's it, mate? She's shite. Get rid of her. I didn't enjoy it that much. Jason was dead. I thought it was brilliant. I think if it was a more exciting. It was too self aware. It was very Black Mirror, and I, I appreciate what they were trying to do. But see, when they I think it's interesting, but like, I don't think you can you can criticise it for being what it is. Like, yeah, like, a, it's a just movie not a, a game. Yeah. A, whatever it is, that sort of grey area, I think you can't criticise it for that because it's done, it's done as you said. Like, it's made people talk. It's done exactly what it wanted to do. It's got loads and loads of. Like it's what are it, 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 something different. Something different. It's not like a present day thing. Nineteen eighty four. That's definitely a reference to George Orwell. It's got to be. It's got to be an Orwell reference. Do Will Porter actually annoyed me in this movie? I thought he was great. Will Porter just annoyed me a little bit. Who's that? Uh, The guy who played like the the computer programmer. Yes, the computer main guy. No, no, no. no, no, The one that takes you on stuff. He's got mad eyebrows. Yeah. I really, I actually really, I like Will Porter and most things, but I think Colin insufferable. That's why I got him to jump off that fucking ledge. Ah, he was a bit. But it's your choice, isn't it? He's like, he's a divisive character because it's like, do you want to go with him or do you not? Do you not? Do you not trust him? I think he's brilliant in doing that because I liked him. Yeah. Do you know what? I particularly liked him. I know it's so stupid, but I particularly liked him in the acid trip. I thought like that that array of like scenes. Mm-hmm. But it was really, really fast paced, and he was just rhyming off. Man, I was like, shit. jump. <laughs> so was I was like, this guy's great, I love him. Jump <laughs> off the fucking jump. balcony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. then, that's, that, that's your thing. See, if you were in that situation, if you were genuinely playing as, what's his name? Fucking the boy, yeah, whatever. The main guy. And, and yeah. Colin's going like that to you, like, I know all this shit, like, this is this, there's different realities, like, whatever yeah. else. I'd be like, well, do it then. Mate, that's it. I was Show like, me. you've put it forward, I'm not doing I'm not, it. I'm if you're that sure, on you go. I'm not going to kill myself in the hope that I might be through. I'm going to fucking wait for you. If you ch- if you'd chosen to kill yourself at that moment, does it end? No, yeah, you, it puts you back to you the put, therapist. You, you have a yeah. You have whatever happens, it puts you back to the therapist because I killed Dylan boy. I killed myself at one point as well because there's a bit where you can say like. Remember your mum goes on like the eight forty five train. Oh, she comes in and she's like, "Do you want to come in the train?" And I was like, "Yep." <laughs> I think I Dead. said. I think I said no, but um, I if you say no, it just continues. Ah, uh, it does. It just continues. Uh, it's just it was. I was still looking for a Teddy. I like Black Mirror, like fifty percent of the time. Like I'm one of these people who like will pick and choose the Black Mirror episodes I want to watch. Do you, that's what I'm saying. Do you, do you criticise Black Mirror? Do you do you look at it and critique it like like you would a movie? No, because I, I, I don't think it's like I, that. I it's more about the message. Well, I think you can cool say like, I like it 50% of the time so I pick certain episodes. That's what it is. It's like, every episode's a different yeah. thing for a different I like, I like the more high concept Black Mirror stuff. Like, 
the more fantasy, like I loved the the so Star Trek. Everybody fucks a pig. Yeah, I like, um, the Star <laughs> Trek episodes <laughs> was my favorite. What the Star Trek episode is probably still not seen favorite. that one. Um, I like Rock the DJ. I think it's the date nap one. Oh, that's a bit. Um, of I like San. Oh my god! I like Sanji Ribeiro and Wonderwall and all that. I call it San Halapino in the car the other day. Which one where he like he keeps you at the text and that, he keeps you at the text to like to oh, do all these things. Oh, that's a good thing. See the bit at the end, mate. I wasn't like greeting to the uh, bit at the end where he thinks he's done it and then sh- his mum phones and she's like, other side, it's kids and that. I was like, yeah. fucking I'm hell. not. <laughs> that's wild, mate. I'm yeah. not going to lie to you though, right? The, watching Baron Dersnatch just made me wish that I'd got an R season of Black Mirror instead of that. Well, you will get another one. It's not like they're just doing that and stopping. Like, no. It's a one off thing. It's just like a long episode of Black Mirror. I know. It was. Right. I'm going to get. I'd give it a 7 out of 10. I thought, uh, I appreciate it, and if it's not that, I didn't enjoy it. Uh, I'd give it an eight and a half. Yeah. I wouldn't go back and watch it. Tell you what else I could, after the Black Mirror playtest, when it gets plugged into a mad game, and it's like a survive. Oh, oh, mate, it gets plugged into a game, and then... There's like a pure real wee mole that he's hitting and stuff like that, and then they're like, oh, we've got a survival horror one as well, and they put him in this house, and then... It's just... Uh, creepy things. Uh, Black Hotel's good. good like because like see, there's a part in Black Hotel where they talk about it's like surviving a consciousness and like a machine or a robot and stuff. I like think that. I've seen that. And that's one. absolutely terrifying to me. Uh, that's a terrifying that? like living. A lot of people are scared of robots. I think they're fucking cool as fuck. <laughs> nah, but imagine like just living in a robot for eternity. Cybermen, that's what happens in Doctor Who. They yeah. take the brains of humans and put them into spy- Cybermen. You've got like no memories or anything. Like that. You just live as a Cyberman. And like the guy that creates them who plays Bertie Couch or something, his name is in Harry Potter. Aye. He's the one that creates them, Doctor Who, and he gets that at the end. They make him into a Cyberman. <laughs> Doctor Who's class. I Moving on to moving on to this podcast favourite actor, Dave Batista. What a guy! I fucking hate him. You don't hate him. Yes, I do, mate. No, you don't. I just think he's a ditch. I just think everything's about him all the time. He means everything about him. He's what for miles inside. He's always getting humble. I think there's a bit of humble because he's like a big fucking beast. This is a reflection on me, right? I think he annoys me more because Truff just seems to think he's like the best thing in the world <laughs> I think he's fantastic uh, no. I really do for once for once I'll strongly agree with Truff I think for once I think Batista's class and I, I like I, I liked him as a wrestler or whatever but like I, I think I was really surprised and I've only really seen him in, uh, well, I've only seen him in Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. but I thought he was fucking unreal in Guardians of the Galaxy like yeah. brilliant acting performance brilliant I said that to you and he was he just a strong guy and he wasn't he just he wasn't meant to be either like that was the thing like, it, it was ri- the way it was written it was almost like he couldn't have played it better like he couldn't have and hey, if you well. watch Blade Runner 2049 he's in one scene at the opening of that I've got that DVD still no and the original Blade Runner no I think <laughs> the difference between because when wrestlers go into acting usually it is the big hammy hammy action <laughs> over the top roles they try and take the rock route you know what I mean and fair enough that worked for the rock because it's the rock Dave Batista is taking a totally different uh, path to any other wrestler turned actor uh, that I've ever seen before he's taking these he's DJ trying to be an actor's actor you know what I mean he's actually learning the craft and the, the, the news we're going to talk about here is a reflection of that Denis Villeneuve one of the best working directors today has cast him again in his upcoming movie Dune uh, yeah. which is an Oh. adaptation of the novel um, that was previously adapted by David Lynch in the 80s which wasn't a very well received movie it's sort, of a, it's sort of a cult film um, so all, all his films uh, so all his films are cult films yeah. well we got also the news came out after this because we were meant to record this episode the other day but people said earphones wouldn't work 
news came out after this that (laughs) our second favourite actor Stellan Skarsgård will be playing uh, the main villain role in the movie and like Dave Bautista will be like his underling his nephew I think it is like uh, I looked up against did did we like Stellan Skarsgård I don't remember saying that I really like Stellan Skarsgård is that right like his performance is like that movie. <laughs> Bill and Mama what was that movie you went to see? It was like Ewan McGregor and him. Oh, oh Arkind of Traitor or something like that. Yes, Arkind of Traitor. That's, that, that was a That's one of those movies you just forget movie. you've ever seen. <laughs> I, I think well, everyone's you forgotten. Nah, you know those movies you've seen, you're like, you don't like remember 2015, 2016 years ago. It was great, man. You should watch it. Alright, It's a pure forgotten film. I love Ewan McGregor, but I think it's one of the best films ever. Are we excited about this? Dune movie. Well, I'm excited for Dune. I, I've still not even read the book. No. And I've got the book, and I'm actually really interested in reading it. But I'm also interested okay. to How see. How long is it? It's quite a big book, mate. Is it? Quite a I don't even know what it's about. I mean, see who. It's a fantasy about like this. Obviously, well, Dune is like the ideal like sand dune. So it's like this really deserty like yeah. place. This I don't know if it's a city or something. And there's like royal um, families and shit. Like, yeah, loads of sci-fi. Like, yeah, it's, it's sci-fi, but with like a real fantasy like uh, aristocracy like. Team like hierarchy sort of thing, and right. it's this idea that you trade. There's a spice that there's like a it's a currency that you use. Yeah, you trade the spice. Well, Timothy Chalamet will be the the lead actor in it. So this is like his first main franchise thing. And Dini Villeneuve, I think I've said before, he's my favorite working director today. Whenever a new Dini Villeneuve, whenever a new Villeneuve movie comes out, I look forward to it. I will actually really want to rewatch Predators, but it's a really hard movie to watch, so I'll need to get around to seeing it. The only one. He's done that I haven't seen is a movie called Enemy, uh, starring Jake Gyllenhaal. That apparently is very Nightcrawler esque. So I'll need to give that. Did you stop? It was coming out like next year. Yes, in the we, last podcast. Yes, we did. Have you got anything don't... you want to add on to that? Uh, yeah, we never really spoke about Glass. On our podcast, I'm not looking forward to Glass. I was going to ask. I'm looking forward to the Morris and Stan and Ollie. Have you seen? You've seen Splat. No, no, that's what I'm saying. It's on Netflix, mate. Get it watched. Is it on Netflix now? Watch Unbreakable. Unbreakable. If you've got Sky, Unbreakable's on that. The bad thing for you, we'll we'll, we'll sign off by just like doing a wee. I'm looking forward to it. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Chapter 2. James McAvoy. uh, James McAvoy. He's playing the main guy now. What, at 2? At 2, because it's like 20 years later. He's playing the wee Saturday guy. James McAvoy, Bill Hader. James McAvoy's fucking... It's just what you were saying about Ewan Jessica Chastain. To me is... Jessica Chastain. Did you see him and Graham Norton last night? They were showing a picture of him in glass, and he's like, in this wee yellow suit, and he looks all mad, and he went, ah, Jolly Boy John, and nobody got it. Like, everyone obviously doesn't know who Jolly Boy John is, and then the mad guy, Ian Connell, for Burniston, like, quoted it. He's like, Jolly Boy McAvoy. The reviews of Glass have been really mixed. Like some. Bit, mate, when's he ever get good reviews? He had like Split. they're pure they're pure negative. Split give pretty negative reviews. Uh, mixed was reviews. Mixed. I'd say. Was definitely mixed. They, they always give him like weird reviews. I, I usually listen to my reviews online, and I trust. I don't uh, believe reviews, mate. Some like, of the reviews, no, about reviews you trust. Like it's about matching someone who's like taste sort of like aligned reviewers, but the people I trust out of like the five of them, like it's like a two to three split on whether <laughs> they like the movie or not. So I'm pure like ah. I don't I think don't Unbreakable was like amazing. I think it's, good. I think it's very well paced. Unbreakable's Bruce Willis one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to Glass purely because like he's clearly had this vision in his head for a long time. He's got a story he wants to tell. He's said since Unbreakable came out he wanted to make it a trilogy. His career just went down the toilet and he didn't have the chance to do it for <laughs> such a long time. Fucking, somebody told me a story the other day about that movie. He's got 
Where it's like the people go and stay with a gang grander. Have you heard this? Yes. Sounds terrible. I'll just tell you what happens. <laughs> like, the kids go and stay with a gang grander and they're like, don't come out after nine o'clock. The mum's got a new boyfriend or something like that. She goes away on a cruise or something. And then like they get up and she's like fucking her shit about it and stuff like that. Like mad things and stuff. And like, the ball. Then the grander, the grand. And then they're like screaming in their face and stuff. And then as it goes on, like they Skype their mum and she's like, that's not your grand and stuff. And it's like mental patients that have escaped and stuff. It sounds terrifying, man. Yeah, my God. And they're obviously then trapped in this with them. That's that's what I was saying. Like, see, Real horror, I, I know, we, I, know, I was going to say, see, we talk about horror films yeah. and that. Like, that that's what I would That's see. terrifying. That's something M. that's like, films that something that could happen because obviously it's wild that you're not... But it's fuck fucking terrifying. But that's like... Yeah, it's it's real horror as you say. Like, yeah. it's, it's actually scary trapped. because you people, these people are alive and not like a, a one of the scariest stuff. things I've ever seen. Seen Sands the Alarms where she's in Buffalo Bill's like basement. He's uh, got night vision goggles and she hasn't. Uh, That's terrifying. Uh, <laughs> I think we'll do Silence of the Alarms in October. Surely we've all seen it. Yeah, but we'll get things to that actually because it's a class movie. It's on uh, Netflix <laughs> now. If anyone wants to watch it, yeah, any of our we'll two, any of our two uh, listeners, look my lock on sometimes. Going back to Glass, I'm actually really looking forward to it. I actually feel bad for you for going into Split knowing that it's connected to Unbreakable because it, it, like, I only oh, know mate, I was fucking Unbreakable. sitting with him in the cinema he was actually creaming his pants man no, like, <laughs> shut up I don't think he I, actually like gasped like, I've not had a moment like because like, I had no I'm fucking so, clue I was pure mudging him like shut up no, <laughs> I had no clue and then like it gets to that end bit and it's like wasn't this the same as a guy who was like years ago and he's, uh, like, he's, he's just brutal he's like Mr. Glass and I'm like oh, what the fuck I'm like I had no, <laughs> no, no idea no. what was happening I was like going mental it's so good well, we're going to end there uh, for today's episode. Next week, we will be back with... Uh, what was that? The first time... <laughs> uh, actually, it'll be interesting to talk Kubrick next week uh, and The Shining. Like, it'll be good. I'll be criticising him, but I like The Shining. You'll be criticising him. You'll be talk- we'll be talking about Stephen King and his opinions on the movie and stuff like that. So He's be a good. genius. That'll be really good. I can't wait. His opinions on it. Doesn't like it. He hates the movie. That's why I like it. It makes he ruins people's books. Well, let's leave that for next week. Until then, you know. See you after.